Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello and welcome back to the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. This is Blaze and this one's going out to my ladies who are frustrated about the stacked against feeling that we have in life with parenting and school. Now, I talked a little bit about it in the school application episode about how there was this idea that I had that if my kid finally goes to school, I'll finally be able to work. And this episode is going to go more into that. And it's going to talk about all of the ways that at least the society that I live in, and I think the society that most of us are living in, stacks things against parents in particular. And generally what I mean by that is the women most of the time. Now I know there's some dads out there that also are the primary caregiver. And for you, it may feel much the same, but this one really... I'm speaking to you, my ladies, because it's most of the time us that put ourselves on the line for our kids. And if someone has to give up earning money to take care of the kids, it's the mom so much of the time, like so often that we just kind of assume that's how it's going to be. And you can just see it in the statistics and in the layoffs and in whatever, like they're rehiring, but yet not women people are claiming unemployment. It's all women. Like it, it was a little bit more even at the beginning of the pandemic and now it's not. And it's, there's such a debate around how the schools are handling pandemics and it becomes awful because you know that the people working at schools want to be healthy and safe and taken care of just as much as anyone else. But there's a problem when the system itself is set up so that if schools don't open and they don't watch children, then parents can't work. How did we get here? How did we get to this place where society is set up so that if you have a child, you can't work to support that child if the child isn't at school? Like there's so many things that have gone wrong. And I could point out, you know, the lack of family structures, although I am seeing it, it's starting to morph and like, we're recognizing that it's broken and that we can't function if we don't have more people in our lives. And I'm seeing more multi-generational households coming together. I know I've done it. And it is this move to create a community where the ideal was once, or maybe it still is to have like this nuclear family where there's a mom and a dad or just two partners and they have their kids. And somehow that works by itself. And the truth is it just doesn't, it it's crushing the work of raising a human being to become a functional, wonderful, loving human being cannot be one person's burden alone. It just can't. And I think the people who feel that the hardest are often moms that we feel like we need to step in and get everything done because it just isn't getting done if we don't do it. And we're worried about the well-being of everyone in the family. And we tend to put ourselves last on that plate. 
you know? So a hundred percent of the time we're like, our kids need to come first. They need, they need to be okay. They need to get fed. They need to go to school. We want them to have a wonderful future. They, we want their health to be okay. Of course. But then there's also, you know, our partner or our parents and our pets and all the stuff that needs to happen in the house to get that done. And then there's our work. If we have a job in addition to that, which I say is a job in addition to that, the first one's a job on its own. It is an unpaid job, but if you had to hire someone to do it for you, it would cost a freaking fortune as we know, because hiring even a babysitter at this point is crazy expensive. So if you had to hire a babysitter for 24 hours a day, it costs you a lot of money. <laughs> so it counts. And I'm saying that because I've talked with too many people this week that discount their own efforts that don't even see it. They're like, oh, well, I'm just a mom. If I tell people that I'm a stay at home mom, the people roll their eyes at me or they're like, oh, it must be so nice to be a woman of leisure. And you can see and feel like the murderous rage bubbling up as they say that they're like, that's how I'm perceived. And the rage is coming up because how, how dare you demean me? But at the same time, they kind of believe it. They're like, oh yeah, well, I should also be doing all these other things. So let's add the other things. You have your job and you need to get it done. And then people are complaining to you about how all of a sudden, like, well, why can't you come in on this day? Well, my kid's sick. That was before the pandemic, by the way, because, you know, kid gets sick, you have to call out who tends to be the parent that calls out from work. Usually it's the mom. Okay. Mom calls out of work. And now she's perceived as less reliable than anyone else at the job because God forbid they had to take care of their kids. Well then, now it's pandemic time. Everybody is having to take care of their kids at home while they remote learn. And when those schedules are not consistent, you can't plan around them. And it just becomes like this impossible task. How do you win? where people at work are like, oh, well, we need you to come in and do this, this, and this. But if you can't be there, like, I just don't know what's happening. Why are you working from home when I can't? And you're like, well, I'm trying to work at home. I'm working crazy extra hours because I'm also managing my school work for my kid, making sure these three kids are logged in at this time for these class. I have 50 million alarms and I'm doing your stuff. So yeah, like I woke up at five in the morning and I've been working since then on the kids, but then I logged in for work work at six and it's taking me longer than the eight hours I'm supposed to get paid for because I have to keep interrupting and making sure this person's on this Zoom call and this person's getting this done and this homework got logged in and then everybody needs to eat and then I need to eat, but I don't have time for that. Now I've got a meeting. This is what I'm hearing. And it's tiring and it's exhausting. And you know what? It's not set up for you to win. It just isn't. And that's why it's heartbreaking. And that's why it's so frustrating because you yourself in that situation don't have the power to change the world. And it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating to be like, how is it that I'm doing the best I can? And rather than being appreciated for it, and I think that's all that we really want. We want to be appreciated for that effort that's getting put in. Instead of being appreciated, we're being told, well, I don't understand why you can't just show up like so-and-so, or you know what, I might as well take your office if you're not there because I, I would use it better than you since you're never here anyway. And, you know, <laughs> we're pissed off because we're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. 
school is going back to full-time in person. So I'm going to be at the office next week, all week. You can't just take my office. It's like, you're getting, okay. It's the feeling of your, you know, your position being treated as a privilege that's going to get taken away. Like you did something wrong and like you, you haven't earned it. You don't deserve it anymore. Your office is a privilege that you don't get to have because you had to do something else. And you know what all of us want to say about that is fuck you. Are you serious? <laughs> no problem. We're just raising the next generation for you and making sure people don't die. It's cool. Take my office. I'll come back and I guess I'll just sit on the floor or not have a job. And that's the reality for many of us. And it's extremely frustrating. It's demeaning. It's infuriating. It doesn't honor how hard that we're working, how hard women are working right now to do all the freaking things. And you know what? It was hard before we had to wear masks all the time and make sure we weren't, you know, six feet next to somebody and that we had to clean all the surfaces of everything we touch constantly. I mean, we were doing it anyway because our kids would sneeze on shit, but now it's like, oh, people are breathing, need to be careful. It just adds an unacceptable amount of stress to existing. And it's piled on on top of all of the little things that we were already dealing with for our entire lives up until this point. So yeah, people are frustrated. I'm frustrated. We don't want to be told to just shut up. We don't want to be told that it's not as bad as it is because someone else also is having a bad time. And I know that this is the same frustration that I hear in discussions on racism and on classism and all of this stuff, because it's true. Like if you're in it and you are feeling that things are not going right for you and it's unfair, you're mad about it. And it's hard for you to see that someone else is dealing with that and more because you're only seeing what you're seeing. But you know what? There's more. And I know that, you know, I'm a white lady. It's not as bad for me. It's bad, but it's not so bad. Because if I was a black or brown person or an Asian person right now in America dealing with all this shit, I know it's worse. And I can't even speak to that because I'm not in it. Wow. There's so much anger and frustration that is being felt. And we need an outlet to get it out because the truth is that we're not able, you know, to just smack it in the face and make it stop we want to smack it in the face or run away or break it or fix it. But the frustration is the powerlessness. And it's beyond that. It's the, not only can I not make a dent in this in a meaningful, huge way, but I'm also going to be told that it isn't a problem. Mm. No, it's a problem to live in a society where you can't earn a living to feed the kids that you have unless they're going to school. It's wrong to live in a society where just even having a child, like you don't even have help with that. Like we, we're one of the, <laughs> in America anyway, that's where I am. These countries where if you have a good job, you might get some leave, but it's not required. It's insanity. Like you have your child and you have to go back to work in like four weeks, eight weeks. Like, are you serious? I remember crying when my husband had to go back to work and I was left by myself at like eight weeks in. I'm like, oh no, he has to go in for the day. How am I even going to do this to just be one single person by myself with this tiny infant? That is scary and it's hard 
we are not meant to be alone, but we live the way that we live in these houses separate from each other, cut off from family and friends. And we actually end up feeling because of this, like it's a burden to ask for the help or like we're weak or that we're failing if we're asking for help. But the truth is that as human beings, we need the help. We need the connection. It is not weak. That's part of just being. And you know what, guys and women, women need help right now. We need you. We need each other. And we need to come together because this is some bullshit. (laughs) We can't be asked to do 5 million jobs and not even get a like, wow, I see what you're doing from anybody. And, you know, it's even me, it's all of us. We're all guilty of just being so much in our own stress and our own stuff, just trying to get everything done that needs to get done, that we don't say thank you, that we don't acknowledge, that we don't actually see the struggle that our neighbor and our fellow sister is going through. But I want to say right now, I see it. I feel it. It's real. Freaking sucks. And we need to hold each other up. And we need to know that, yeah, it's hard, but we can make meaning out of it. And I think the way that we make meaning out of it is by raising children that expect more and that are told what's right and what's wrong and that we fight for these policies within wherever organization that we're in to be more flexible. I do see that there is progress being made. It is slow, but it's happening. And I think we have to look at that and just count every win, even if it's small, even if it's small, because it's better than we had yesterday. And to stand up and point it out when it's not happening or it's not happening fast enough because we can't afford for this to be the reality for our kids. They're growing up in a harder world than we had. It's brutal out there right now. We don't want it to be worse for them. They're going to need to know that they can rely on other people, that there's a community and that particularly for our daughters, that people value the freaking work that they do and that it's not just pointless for them to even be going to school. Like how crazy is that Right? (laughs) to be like, okay, now society's gotten so nuts that you need to have like at least two years of college education to even compete. And maybe we need to start teaching our kids even earlier. Like, no, that's, that's not the problem with society. The problem with society is that we shouldn't have to be paid so little and rewarded so little for the work that we do that we're not even allowed to have the family that we're working for to be human, to have family, to have time, to be able to eat, to be able to experience each other. This one was tough to record. I'm really emotional right now. And I'll bet you are too. It's hard because I don't have the solution to society, right? Like this is such a big, huge systemic problem. So damn frustrating to have the world seemingly stacked against you where you're like, okay, even if I work really hard, I probably won't get paid enough. Even if I work really hard, I still might lose my job if I have to take care of somebody and they're sick. Even if I work really hard, the people around me won't notice. Even if I work really hard or because I'm working really hard, I'm actually missing out on the kid that I'm trying to raise. It feels like there's no angle to win. So we have to choose what winning is in that circumstance and just cling to it to find like, what is the thing that's keeping you going? Is it that smile on your kid's face? Is it just being able to flip the bird to the patriarchy? (laughs) You know, is it showing up and fighting the good fight? Is it going home and 
just enjoying your day and turning off your phone and being like, you know what? I'm not answering calls when I get home and you're going to have to learn how to function without me because I cannot be five people. I am one person. And I think, yeah, there's peace in realizing like, yeah, we can't be five people. We're only one people. We're one person. And we need those five people. So we actually have to start reaching out and appreciating, you know, like we're part of a hive, we're part of a group, we're part of a society. And without them, we're not as strong and we're not able to do as much. There's so much relief. I can even feel it coming into my voice. Like there's so much relief in having my family and having my mother-in-law live with me and knowing that my parents can watch my daughter again, you know, being able to rely on friendships and say, oh, thank God I can get together with my mom friends and we can have tea and our kids can play together because we need that outlet. We're not meant to do everything alone. We can't do everything alone and we shouldn't even try. It breaks us. Whew, man, you guys, so much to talk about with this. I love you all. I want to hear what is it that you do to unstack the odds against you or to just deal with it because I don't even know like I, I don't have the answer on how to like break down that wall other than by chipping at it one tiny piece at a time and I think it's everyone has to do it for it to work and if we're doing our part I think it does bring this sense of peace back into your body where you're like I've done the best I could today and I did something to help tear it down or I did something to help nurture myself and keep myself afloat because that's important. I did something to set a good example for the next generation so that they're not fighting the same stupid fight, the same fight again and again. Yeah, man, let's talk about it. Hit me up. Send me an email, blaze at blazeschwaller.com. I would love to hear from you. Whew. Until then, take a deep breath. Let it out. <sighs> Ground yourself into the earth, reach up to the sky, and know that I'm here, man. I'm a sister in arms with you, and we, we've got this. It might not be ideal. It never is. But together, we're here, and we're standing, and we're just going to keep going. I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.